Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire, Steven Universe fan podcast. This is episode 125, and we're coming back to talk about the Out of This World event one more time. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. And I'm Hunter. Thank you for joining us today. Again. Yeah, again. Thank you for joining us here on on uh, NPS, National Public Steven. <laughs> I thought we were moon... Moon, what was Moon it? Ocean Tower Radio Hour. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm so mad that I missed that episode where that that Aww. that term was coined. <laughs> the Moon Ocean Tower Radio Hour. It sounds so cute. Moon Ocean Tower Radio Hour will premiere uh, directly after a Prairie Home Companion. So, have either of you caught the upload of What's the Use of Feeling to SoundCloud? Uh, n- I've just been listening to it on I YouTube. don't use SoundCloud. Oh, you should totally check it out on SoundCloud. It's much richer than the version that was broadcast, and um, therefore the version that's up on YouTube. How can anything be richer without those adorable little dancing pearls? You can just hear everything so much better. There's instrumentation you can't hear in the broadcast version. It's great. They are precious, though. Let's let's be honest. They do they are... do they dislike each other? Because I kind of got the vibe that they didn't really like each other that much. I mean, I think the yellow pearl is just like uppity and thinks she's like above everyone, and blue pearl just she doesn't care. Yeah, that's the impression I got. It's more yellow pearls like, haha, I'm so awesome, and blue's like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's more that their personalities just don't mix well together. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's kind of what I got. Like, they just, yeah. they weren't the good friends that everyone seems to be fan arting them to be. Yeah. Although I still love the fan art of them. Oh, I, I love the fan art of all the diamond pearls hanging out and gossiping with each other. Cute. I mean, you don't have to like each other to hang out like that, especially if you're in high school or something. Yeah, I didn't like anybody I hung out with in high school. Well, would the pearls be allowed to, like, socialize? Or are they just I mean they probably don't they probably don't actually see each other very often. It's just cute little fan art. But it is a great fan art concept. But yeah, yeah like um Blue Pearl does kind of like grimace or, or cringe when uh Yellow Pearl walks up to her. I think I think she I think she would react the same way to, to most entities like interactive She seems like a very introverted Pearl to me. She was thoroughly weirded out by Greg in Stephen's dream. Yeah. Well, that's because Greg just popped out of the bushes. Have you guys seen the um, the the Halloween fan art? Huh. Of of Blue Pearl and Blue Diamond. I have to. I have to look this up now. It was very adorable. It was like Blue Pearl knocking on the door. I think she was wearing like a tiny Link hat. And she knocks on the door, and someone answers the door, and Blue Pearl doesn't really say anything, and so the woman just talks her away, puts a candy in the basket, and she's like, oh, who who are you trick-or-treating with? And there's Blue Diamond behind there wearing nothing but a massive bedsheet and her, like, sad eyes poking out. And Blue Pearl just, like, <laughs> bows really deeply and spills the whole thing of, um, candy. Uh, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, though, uh, what's the use of feeling really stole the show for the, for the oh. entire bomb. I mean, it was cute. I liked it. It was amazing. I loved it. I thought it, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was cute. I didn't. It's not something that like struck me, and I was like, oh. But yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. Well, I was more the first time I watched it concerned about Stephen and Greg because I honestly got thought they were gonna get caught and like flung into space. I don't know. 
It was the last episode of the bong, though, so I guess not that much could have happened, but I was scared at the time. Oh, this is adorable. This is really, this is really cute. <laughs> just, uh, just blue with her, with her eyes poking, that's adorable. I like to imagine, though, her eyes are all droopy, she, like, has, like, a little smile under there. Aww. She, she, she like, she, she was excited to go trick-or-treating. Yeah, I, I, I view this fan art as from the good ending of Steven Universe, where <laughs> the homeworld becomes chill with Earth, and all the all the gems come to Earth like to hang out, and the diamonds come to celebrate trick or treating. Yeah, Steven's like, oh you guys have to come. They kind kind of get a bit of Julian going on. So, as befitting our station, we shall go, and our subjects shall give us candy. I, I love the diamonds, and I love how they're characterized in Cat I do. Beyond, I love them. I love how we get to see them, how they are, like, not to their subjects, but to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's about as real as it gets. Yeah, more more humanizing to them, which uh, I think is fantastic. Even though they're probably, like, really horrible people. Yeah, probably, but, like, <laughs> even horrible people have those quiet moments. It's not being horrible when you're a diamond, Sophia. It's politics. Yeah, tell that to, to Pink Diamond. So, Stephen's dream. Uh, I think I think Stephen's dream was meant to be the only one that was released online. How effective would that have been? How evil would that have been if we had only seen that and then we had to wait a month to fi- find out what uh, Look, I'm saying that Cartoon Network needs to get its leaks together and to stop. You need to get them all together and put them in a place so they're together? <laughs> yes. But they also need to stop spoiling everything in their freaking promos. Yeah, like, come on, get it get it together. Get it together. Because before things were leaked, it was all spoiled in the promos. And those are even yeah. harder to avoid. Yeah, we, we... I don't know. I, I covered the promo spoilers from, you know, in the in last week's episode. They weren't that bad. Except for when they did it on accident. Over and over again. Constantly. Has there been a bomb that hasn't been leaked? Besides the first one, I think? And maybe the second one? I'm trying to think. I think the first one... Let's see, I know for the Sardonyx arc, we only got a localizer talking about it online, but no actual episode leaks, yeah, I don't think. Someone basically spoiled it all in like the Steven Universe wiki forums, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that was maybe them testing the waters to see what they could do and get away with, because after that it was just, ugh. Yeah. I'm just so disappointed that Amethyst did not actually turn into a chair for Pearl. I mean, she uses shapeshift for so many fri- shapeshifting for so many frivolous things, and yet when when Pearl needs her the most, I just she doesn't wanted, do it. I just wanted Pearl to sit on Amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to see that. I want to see that. That was a, that was a cute. Well, there was, was fan art of it. There was fan art of it somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Do you, Do you guys think that the aliens abducting cows because they need milk for their cereal planet? Well, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of silly. It's it's a little bit irking in a way. Like they have a whole parking garage planet, for instance. But you know, the gems are the kind of people who would repurpose a planet for one whole purpose, one single purpose. Personally, I don't think they're looking deep enough. I think they've been abducting aliens, for, or they've been abducting cows for their cheese. Hmm. Gems don't eat. Amethyst does. You can use cheese for more than eating, Sophia. You can build moons with it. You can do 
other things. With cheese. I mean, cheese is powerful. Cheese is powerful. Ah, the power of cheese. I have been moved to do many great things through the power of cheese. Because we eat cheese. No, no, no. It is merely the idea of cheese. The idea of owning said cheese. Cheese is almost a currency. Although I would consider it more powerful. You'll just never understand, Sophia. You'll never understand cheese politics. I guess I won't. Okay, what are we what are we talking about? I'm talking about Steven's dream, I think. Oh yeah, I really like that meta part with the the animation team in Korea. Oh, yes. Oh, that was that was adorable. That was and Greg knew. Greg knew. He Greg, knew. Well, I don't think he knew. I think he was just like, "This is something I do not want to ask questions about." I like to imagine <laughs> Greg is like a Greg is a vessel through which the the crew universe acts and communicates with to us. Uh, to, to you know, universe. us, to the universe. No, to the characters. To the characters, you know. I loved the musical cue at the start of their Korean vacation. I hope that one gets posted pretty yes, soon. Oh yeah, that was cute. That was, I was, I was digging that hardcore. I mean, I, I do kind of, I'm, I'm really torn on how I feel about Steven wanting the answers. On the one hand, Garnet seems to have a really good reason not to want him to go. On the other hand, you know, Garnet's not, like, offering to take him there later or anything. Yeah. See, I (sighs) was absolutely thrilled at the development we saw at the beginning of the episode. Because there were two things. One, we have all been frustrated with Steven's complete freaking lack of ever asking questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now we see a reason of why he kind of didn't, at least part of it. Like... Pearl and Garnet were pretty insistent on keeping everything quiet all the time. They didn't, yep. they didn't want to answer the question. So I imagine if Steven ever brought it up, like, he'd just be discouraged. And so I imagine that frustration, and I'm really happy that it was finally addressed with Steven. And a second one is that a lot of people have been noticing and disliking, and I've been kind of noticing it too, is how Pearl-centric everything has become when it comes to the emotional development in the show. Yeah. You're making Pearl very upset. I know. Yeah. Like, every episode that has a crying character, like, most of it's them have, Pearl. are about Pearl. Yeah. And, you know, like, I love Pearl. She's, you know, one of my favorite characters. And I do feel that kind of sentiment about it. But I didn't, like, feel it against the show because I kind of understood that they probably knew it, too. And, you know, in this episode, I think I was kind of right about that because um, they did address it. They did address it about... Oh, it's always about Pearl and her feelings and making sure Pearl's feeling okay because Pearl's always crying and, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, Steven was the audience at that point. Yeah, Steven had the decency to be like, what about me? What about my emotions? Like, Like, you know, I'm not just a little kid anymore that you can, you know, tell nice stories about the Crystal Gems saving the world stuff. Like, he wants answers. and It's time for answers. And they were it's refusing time. to respect him enough to give them to him. Like, I, I, I really think that if Garnet had truly been honest about everything that had happened and everything that would happen at the Palaquin, Stephen might have been sated. And he might have been like, okay, when Blue Diamond leaves, can we go? I, th- I guess it's like they said in the test. They're really bad at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, like um, I think it was Pearl or maybe Garnet who said, you know, Rose never wanted you to see this place. Well, I don't think Rose truly predicted the um 
diamonds being a problem just as Stephen happened to be existing. Like, they were there for 5,000 years in Stephen's tiny little 14-year-old lifespan. Now the diamonds are a problem again, so obviously the war is now relevant, and it probably should be good that Stephen sees that and understands what happened. Yeah. And I am happy. I don't know. Um, as we talked, uh, as we talked about, or as I talked about with, um, uh, Dakota when we first covered this bomb, I, I have a complex relationship with Steven right now. <sighs> I, I, I am, I did overlook that though. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I did overlook the fact that yes, he is becoming, I'm glad that he's like addressing these issues of like, yes, we want to know. We want to know. This is natural curiosity. You should have that. Like, we need to know. And it's heck irrelevant, like right. And like we're 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 reaching the end of the se- like we're not towards the end, but we are over the halfway point towards the end of the series. Yeah, aren't there five confirmed seasons? We're like mm-hmm. halfway through the fourth. Yeah, we're crossing we... our fingers and hoping a sixth gets announced. But yeah, five <laughs> and a seventh and an eighth, maybe like ten, and then at the end they no draw the more line, no so more than like forty or fifty seasons. I mean, I don't <laughs> want it to go on forever. Now I want like a concise story. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some like this is a rich universe. I wouldn't mind some like spinoff stuff. Yeah, I want the Steven Universe franchise to go on forever. The Steven Universe the universe. Series. What is what is the universe formula? Universe. Six seasons in a movie. Yeah, that's Community, right? Yeah. I, I Wait, could be. I could Community be had a that. movie. No, it's the the line six seasons in a movie is from there. Oh, okay, you got you got my hopes up, DC. I thought there was a Community movie. I love Community. Oh, let's do a Community podcast. So, because well, how long was the season three? Season three was how many episodes long? Twenty six. They're all twenty six except for season one, which is fifty two. Yeah, because it was it was a double long season party. So, so seasons plus one times twenty six. We're we're we have nineteen episodes in season four confirmed. So we're finishing up season four. We're probably gonna have like a couple more episodes and then a finale for season four if they decide to go with the a consistent amount of episodes. Which I'm certain they will. And so we're gonna start the last season of Steven Universe unless they confirm more seasons. Yeah. They're probably storyboarding the um finale right now. Oh God! Right this very minute, someone in the someone in the 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 Crewniverse room just like sneezes. So we go from good Stephen characterization in Stephen's dream to again, as I've already said, not such a fan of what happened in Adventures in Light Distortion. I also yeah, was I didn't not a, li- yeah. I didn't care much for that for that episode. Like, thank you, thank you. They didn't yeah. need to dedicate an entire episode to fake science. Yeah. There was it, there was a lot of exposition, and we got the gemlins out of it. But yeah. you know the tiny the tiny gem preset <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, that was that was adorable. And of course, Puma Cub was oh, was worth yes, that I love bit. That part. Puma Cub. There were some good Aww. parts of it, but I think like a whole eleven minute episode just for that was unnecessary. Like they could have just stuck it at the beginning of um the gem heist or whatever it was. I yeah. think they had maybe five or six minutes of good content. Yeah, if maybe. I'm just if I'm just eyeballing it. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, like Stephen's sad character development. Like it didn't really do anything. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's like he, you. he's he's sad about something that we as viewers know hasn't happened, and then I'm not entirely convinced that it would have hit the zoo 
Um, had he not done anything, I mean, it was on autopilot. It knew its destination. So you, it, if it's smart enough to say, hey, danger, we're about to hit something, you'd think it would be smart enough to say, eh, I better stop then. <laughs> we have arrived. So I, I have suspicions that, like, even if he hadn't been strong enough to stop the ship, that it still would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what are the chances that he just happened to hit it going faster than the speed of light within viewing distance of the freaking zoo? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oof. I don't I don't know. I I explained it in the last episode we did. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back on it again. Avengers and Light, Light Distortion. Not my well, favorite. Well, because, like, yeah, and I just feel like, why have fake science when there's perfectly yeah. valid uh, real scientific theories that hold like some general basis to them about going faster than light. That's not even my biggest thing about it. Of yes, that was kind of like uninteresting, but is there's a fine line that Stephen walks uh, between character development that involves crying and, and becoming the pearl and be yeah and becoming no and becoming spoon becoming yeah, spoon become, becoming the crying breakfast friends yeah like. <laughs> Yeah, like, there is a vast difference between this episode and, uh, oh, what is it called? It's like my favorite episode, um, with him and Connie and the... Mindful Education? Yes, mindf- yeah. there's a big, there's a vast difference between Steven in this episode and Steven in Mindful Education. Mindful Education looks to explain something abstractly, it looks to share new information, it looks to create something oh boy. different Speaking and new. Of- mindful education i'm pretty sure all those bubbled rose quartz gems in pink diamond's room are not going to be reducing the size of rose's menacing head in steven's psyche uh, <laughs> yep 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 mm-hmm. like here's another uh, set of anxiety dreams steven enjoy oh boy not only that but that must have been hard for greg too mm-hmm Yep. I mm. could get another one here, Steve, and just pop up and get <laughs> me one. It's just a, just a mail-order bride. Just pop a bubble, you get one. That must... He likes some big. But that brings up <laughs> so many questions. What were the original Rose Quartzes for? They were like generals. Were they for war? I think so. Hmm. We don't, well, they're Quartzes. They're fighters. I think it would have... It was implied by INGQ when he was trying to, like, dissuade the Pink Diamond theory before it had been completely disproven. He was saying, like, they need um more than just tanks. They need, like, backup and supports and healers and stuff. Although, it's probably only that Rose Quartz that could heal. Yeah, so, may- maybe. I don't know. That, that'd, be, that'd be interesting of, uh, have the have the Rose Quartz be the uh, healer support. But I guess, I guess the, the- while we're I need to kind of on the subject of adventures in light distortion, I want to go ahead and talk about something new. A lot of people have been trying to figure out where the zoo is. Some people see, oh, hey, it's a planet that has rings. That must be Saturn. But it's not. Why w- Pearl was they do not need happy. to go the speed of light to get to freaking Saturn. If they're going yeah. they're faster I mean, it would take the them an hour and a half at the speed of light to get to Saturn. Even, I mean, 70 years to get to Saturn... Uh, with our technology, no, we could travel way faster than that. Thank you very much. How how long would it take us with our technology, with our people technology, uh, to get to Saturn? 
a few years. Two years? Um, well, because uh, they not, used not, not two, a few, a few years. That's that's a lot. Because probably less than ten. Really? Well, because like that is a lot we less had the the Voyagers. The Voyagers used like the orbit Gravity of planets shot. to launch themselves towards yeah, other. Yeah, they they slingshot around orbits. Let's see here. Pioneer 11 took six and a half years to get to Saturn. Voyager 1 took three years and two months. Voyager 2 took four. And Cassini took six years and nine months. Yeah. So. And I guess it also depends on like where Saturn is in orbit, because thinking about it, it... Yeah. It depends on how good your slingshot is, really. Yeah. But, you know, bottom line is, it's not on Saturn, but if we're going to try to figure out where it is, we have absolutely no idea how fast the gravity engine goes, so we have... You know, and we don't know, we know it couldn't be too far away because it would only take 70 years um, at very much sublight speeds to get there. Well, approximately sublight speeds. Because it would take about one minute for light to get from Earth to the moon. So if they're going just a touch under the speed of light. It takes like two seconds for light to get from Earth to the moon. Yeah, so if it took that, yeah, if it took that short of a time to get from Earth to the moon... I don't know. It, it could be very, very, very far away. That's what I'm assuming. I mean, 70, 70 light years at the most. Yeah. Less than that, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, ringed planets are pretty common. Like, we have, yeah. what, yeah. three in our solar system? Mm, but yeah, so they make it to, they make it to the zoo, which looks fairly cool, I think. Yeah, no, it looks dope. I'm very interested, though, because... Uh, it's shown that that large central piece is devoted to specimen containment, and later on we see that they have less than 20 people in there. So unless they have numerous groups of humans... In the storyboards, it had like 30 to 40 people. So I think it was just reduced for animation reasons. There were probably a lot of people that were like in a B group or just weren't shown or just couldn't be animated. Yeah. I think there's easily like I mean, they showed the that. choosing circle... Um, like they they could have shown an indistinct crowd in the background, but they showed no. This is this is the circle. Yeah. It could be split up. Honestly, it could be like yeah. There could be a lot of groups that were not shown, but yeah. because That's twenty good. people, there's yeah. no way they could keep that level of genetic diversity. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, if they're altering the genetics of the children, I mean, they got time. They can figure out lots of stuff. I don't know. Hmm. Well, then what's the point of the choosing circle? I thought the choosing circle was to maintain as much genetic diversity as possible and to avoid inbreeding. Well, I'm really confused about the choosing because we see that we have clearly, clearly ethnically diverse population here. Uh -huh. they're, they're not a mishmash. Selective yeah. breeding. After, after a good amount of years, they would all pretty much just look light brown. Yeah, they'd yeah. all be the same color, they'd all have the same general hair, they'd, they'd all be the same ethnicity at that point. Yeah, but pretty much. Very distinct ethnicities, and then we're seeing that, no, we will choose in two different ethnicities together, so I'm not even sure if the next generation even comes from the choosing. Yeah, I have no idea. That being said, I wish I had the kind of luck with ladies and men that Greg did during the choosing. Oh yeah, Greg Heartbreaker. <laughs> that, I know. That, that lucky dog. Yeah, what was it? It was Y6. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, a bunch of others that wanted Greg. Yeah. Y6, J10, everybody wants Greg. I like that. I like that kind of subtle little inclusion. I, I really do love the Amethysts as the emotional support gems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they that, have that to was be. cute. That was cute. 
I mean, I do wonder, though, that she said that a gem came in because someone was hurt. And, you know, at first you think, oh, someone got physically hurt. But then we see... Emotionally the, the amethyst, hurt. The amethysts know what to do for emotional pain. So is that the hurt that happened? Well, it could have been several different occasions. Like, I can imagine them getting hurt by accident all the time. Like, think of them all as little children. Children find infinite amount of ways to harm their own bodies. Yeah, no. Children are a detriment to their own existence. Not in any of their living memories. So it was probably within, like, their parents' living memory. Yeah, but I, I don't know. So it's like, I'm just thinking, did the, did the amethyst have to come out to say, there, there, buddy, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, I love I love the amethysts. Well, it was probably, like, a sprained ankle, and they had to comfort them because they didn't know what that was. Yeah, what's an ankle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they know uh. what an ankle is, but I don't think they know what a sprain is. Yeah, I don't think they know what bones are. And they must understand death. Like, Yeah. No, they have to, right? You are being moved into the venerable specimen containment section. Please step into the airlock. I mean, door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been studying these humans for, or they not not even, maybe not studying, but they've been watching and taking care of these humans for a very long time. They're not just going to be ignorant to all of human, like, all of humankind's, uh, thingamajigs their needs their needs their thingamajigs they must have watched a few after choosing parties <laughs> well I, I think they must think very little of the humans like all they do is frolic around and have sex like i mean only when told to yeah only when told to well i think like the choosing was an effort to reduce the amount of just yeah why to, would they to care make more humans so they don't run well, out because they want to keep the genetic diversity and also, like, as a population control, so they can have a consistent amount of babies being made at why a time. Would, why would the gems be averse to infanticide? They wouldn't be. Well, because... Hmm. It would make the make the precious babies cry. And by precious babies, I mean the Zoomans. The Zoomans. Well, I think they'd want to keep the generic happiness of the humans. Like, I think yeah. they understand the emotional needs to a point. Well, yeah, they they know to go pat them on the back and say they're there. They're there. <laughs> it's like no one will ever choose in me again. Oh, sure they will. There, there's more fish in the sea. <laughs> you mean there's only 20 people in our mating group? There's like 19, there's 18 more fish in the sea. That is a lot of fish. That's <laughs> plenty of fish. Comparatively to your outlook. That is all the fish. You got to get back on that horse. <laughs> What's a horse? You don't I don't know. There are plenty of fish in the sea. What is a fish? Oh, good golly. Quit asking me questions I don't know the answer to. I don't know! Would they have, like, birds and other, like, little animals living? Didn't look like they did. Hmm. Because they obviously have, like, a little ecosystem going on. So how long do you think Stephen spent there? I got the impression that each of their day-night cycles is only a few hours. I mean, you saw that small meal, which is the only one they took. Well, with the absence of sunlight, people will naturally, over time, go into a 48-hour sleep schedule. Really? Well, mm -hmm. but they were given an artificial day-night cycle. Hmm. So maybe, like, they brought the humans there under constant light and the humans were getting, like, really distressed and like, oh, maybe they need light like Earth. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But I just get the impression that that sleep schedule the little voice had Greg on was very, very... Basically, you have a short nap following a few hours of activity. Yeah, that's what I gathered. 
In which case, these guys are the cleanest humans ever if they take a bath every few hours. <laughs> I did. Where do they poop? Maybe they don't have to. This is just the, this is just the, like, this is the, this is the filth podcast. <laughs> talking about poop and sex. Pecs. Well, I think they're very legitimate questions. Like, how are these humans maintained? Yeah. Like, what, I, do they, do they poop on the ground? And if so, I think they like, must have facilities because they're intelligent enough to be potty trained. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Me talking of real maybe human they, Maybe beings. they have a loincloth with an extra dimensional hole. Oh boy. I think that would be a little bit too much work. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like they sleep. It doesn't seem like they have designated places where like these are... We have to go back to the, the place where we sleep. They just like... They just like... They fall down. They're like, it's time to sleep. So, like, I wouldn't imagine the same would attest for when they had to poop. So I'd imagine they would just poop on the ground. And, well, like, I don't think that's real grass, so it wouldn't, like, fertilize the grass. So do amethysts and just, like, come in and pick up the poop? Oh, God. The freaking... Am- pooper scooper amethyst. That's Carnelian's job. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, runt. And skinny Jasper. Yeah, they make the betas do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. See them getting a stranglehold on all the good jobs while the Jaspers uh, have to pick up uh, human waste. Well, we skipped an entire episode. We went straight from um, Adventures in Light Distortion to the zoo. We missed Gem Heist. Gem Heist was funny. My absolute favorite part of this episode is... Stephen, help me get this door open. And then Ruby does like this most childish flailing ever. It's wonderful. It's cute. Yeah, she like punches it a couple times and then just gets ah! tired and sleeps. It gets... <laughs> oh, and then it's like, Sapphire's gone for 70 seconds. I timed it. You know, that's a, that's the shortest five minutes I've ever, well, they, ever seen. Well, five minutes is half their fr- flipping episode, GC. She she should have said one minute then and not five. Um, there was probably a time skip. Yeah, probably. No, that it, it's just like in Stephen Floats. It's one constant scene with absolutely no sensation of time skip. I imagine the time is just sped up due to like I don't know time constraints. Yeah, <laughs> like have a, I don't five expect. Minutes. Yeah, I don't. And who wants to watch five them. minutes of the gems just like? Then have Sapphire say it'll take one minute and problem solved. Well, no, but then you come up to con- to you come to time restraints like in Stephen Floats where. Yeah, it's all one scene, but like, you're not just gonna have it be, you know, eight eleven hours. minutes of like eleven minutes of no. Stephen floating, and then be like, "Well, see you next time." Uh, hopefully, I'll not be floating. Eight hours of Stephen yeah. floating, all split up into eleven minute episodes. Yeah. They had a montage of them keeping him company overnight, and yeah. that was fine. They made a clear sensation of time skipping. But then it, when time is required to have advanced half an hour in like two minutes, they're like, oh, look, that two minutes took well, that half was an hour. That there's was because Garnet sped up the clock. No. There's a certain suspension of disbelief one needs to have when watching cartoons about lesbian space rocks. <laughs> I refuse to suspend my disbelief. Everything <laughs> has a purpose. <laughs> where they ride around in giant flying hands. And eyeballs. And they have wars where everybody cries and kisses. Great. Now, now, now you're making me want Stephen to tell 
you know, be reading some storybook he wrote to some small child about the hugging war, and it's about the end of the rebellion. The Great Embrace. <laughs> uh, Cute. Uh, but yeah. I like Holly. She seems like a really fun lady. Like I said, I'm really getting, uh, what's her name? Countess von Verminstrasser, I think. What? From the delousing lady from Invader Zim. I I haven't seen Invader Zim in like I never watched it. I, I watched I watched a little bit of it when I was like twelve. That was eight no nine years ago, GC. That was nine yeah, years it's, ago. It's Countess von Vermenstrasser. Countess von Vermenstrasser. Why is this relevant? She, because she's because Miss Bitter says what a nice lady about her, and that's exactly how I feel about yeah. Holly. What a of Holly nice Blue. Lady. Yes. Holly Blue. Yep. What's her What's her full gym name? Holly Blue Agate. Holly Blue I Agate. I am upset because I have been pronouncing it Agate. With Agate! The ten, with the 10 billion gemsonas of Agate or whatever. And it turns out they're all just like law enforcers. Terrifiers, as Yellow Diamond put it. I mean, that's okay. Pretty much every single gemsona is going to be proven wrong eventually. Or at least we can hope. If it's not proven wrong, it's because we never get to see what that gem is. <laughs> hmm. Holly Blue Agate is a pretty gem. I'm looking it up. That's a that's a nice looking gem. Yeah, uh, Agate. As the yeah, critically prince. I'm still waiting for my Agate. guide to gems. I like I liked the amethysts. Like first instinct, pull a prank. Agate. They they, they totally. Oh yeah, that was Steven. precious. The famethyst. Added oh, I five love years them. to the end of my life. I love them so much. They're so Famous sweet. for life. I want to see more of them. I better see more of them. Yeah, I, there's there's no way that we don't we don't see more of them. They're they're totally joining the crystal yeah. gems later. I, I want them back on Earth, like building their own little amethyst cities on rock and roll. Yes, <laughs> building their cities on rock and roll. They're so cute. I love them all. And I love how accepting they are of little Amethyst, because Amethyst had, like, such horrible identity issues about being small, and they were all pretty mm-hmm. damn cool with it. Yeah. that's and She's even shorter so than Carnelian, though. Jeez. But they're about the, they're about the same size. Poor Holly Blue, though. The, the Famethyst is never going to let her live that encounter with the Crystal Gems down. Never. All right. Um, That's about all I need to say. We had what haven't we talked about? We haven't talked about. Well, there's more from that will be all, but I do want to mention from that will be all when the amethyst saying just run, we'll find you, and then you see Carnelian looking back and she's thinking, "Holy crap, not that room! No." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just got that look on her face, like, "Please, no." <laughs> Ugh. It was cute. Don't you see the enormous door? Who do you think's going to walk through it? Who on well, earth actually, do you think this door is for? Actually, no, they were probably coming in from one of the service doors, because I think Blue Diamond came in from another one. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, good, good bomb. Good bomb that happened a while ago. I mean, yeah, this is the second time we've talked about the bomb. I loved it. I, I mean, ooh. This was a good one. Again, can you imagine if we had just gotten Stephen's Dream a month before it aired and then had to wait a month, you know, for the rest of it? That oh, would yeah. suck. Uh, that oh, would actually God. suck. Oh. I'd be, I'd be I don't mad. think any of us could have avoided looking at those, um, those spoilery promos. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the spoilery promos, all they spoil is that Greg gets taken in Stephen's dream. Which I never watched the promos. I never saw them. I did not know that Greg, Greg got taken. Token. Well, you you didn't you you had already seen it by the time the promos started airing. Did I? Yeah, you you watched it after it went out on demand. The promos only started airing when it was about to air on TV. Wait, when did it go up on? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh well. So again, big deal. Well, anyway, I guess that is all about uh, out of this world on on our second podcast about the. Bomb, the bomb so nice, we covered it twice. Uh, Join us next week where we'll be talking about the new episode, The Crystal Gems. Make sure you tune into that on Friday, not on Thursday. Oh boy. Why why are we uh, recording it on Friday? No, 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 the show is airing on Friday. Oh. Yes, Cartoon Network has changed their premieres from Thursday to Friday. Okay. So, until next Monday, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. And I'm Hunter. Thank you for joining us at the Moon Ocean Tower Radio Hour. Uh, We'll see you very, very soon. Have a wonderful day, and don't forget to learn. Thanks, kiddos. Leave a survey on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.